Oh, hi, Justin, and friends mayhap, because it's Friday. Yeah. And if you're here live, thanks. If you're not here live and you'd like to be, patreon.com slash oh, hi, Justin is the place to be. $1 a month gets you in the club and it gets you access to the uh, Discord channel where this takes place. And you can join to listen if you'd like, or you can join to converse if you like. And that's why it's called And Friends Mayhap, because some days it might just be me, and some days I might be joined by my friends like Jenny. Hi. Hey. As a matter of fact- Scott's here too. Oh, and Scott. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Sneaky. Just jumped on the mic with me. (laughs) Just out of nowhere. (laughs) So- uh i talked about the uninvited uncle for uh thanksgiving or something <laughs> i was talking about on oh hi today uh managing managing and or tempering expectations and mm. i wanted to parlay that into your idea of talking about uh tribute versus cover bands because i think they are loosely related um so I've been having a lot of uh, expectation problem. Well, <laughs> I am one walking expectation problem. I guess that's that's a good way to put it. Uh, recently, my biggest expectation problem has been with my kids in school. My son has done well. And, you know, so I've kind of backed off of him a little bit. My daughter, on the other hand, is not doing so great in this situation and I'm trying to manage my expectations between what I should expect from her and what I can expect from her. Mm. And that's just a whole line that is impossible to find in this situation. <laughs> uh, because I am trying to be both teacher and dad in a lot of instances here. So it's it's not easy. And I, I talk about the expectations I have just in general, like, you know, I, I know for a fact you can relate Jenny because with podcasting, there is this expectation, especially with something like bell and dubs that we put so much time and energy into that there is some level of expectation to, you know, numbers. And, you know, I, I hate to, to, to come back to that because it's, Numbers are always a disappointment, no matter how good they are. (laughs) But, like, there is some sort of expectation that somebody is going to listen, is there not? Well, one would would hope. Because otherwise, you know, it could just be me and Lauren just talking to each other on the phone. (laughs) And not recording it and not putting the, the extra effort in, you know? Yeah. So, I... I don't know, you know... So with something like this and 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 depro like I've done a great job to pat myself on the back real quick of of letting go of the expectations of deprogrammed because that's the only way that show works at this point. Because mm-hmm. if I was looking at the numbers all the time, I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Because deprogrammed is a lot of effort. <laughs> there is a lot of effort involved to make deprogrammed happen on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. So if I'm putting in all that effort and then I look at the numbers and they don't ma- match what I feel like I'm putting in, well, <laughs> you know, right. why the hell am I doing it? And there are not to mention the reviews that pret- you pretentious 
windbag <laughs> yeah, jerk. Seriously, I'm a real I'm a real jerk over here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I again, yeah, I try not to even even look at those. Um, actually, for the most part, I've you know not looked at those anymore because I don't want I don't want that to change change my thoughts on on the show like right right, right now the show is fun good, and good. I, I need to keep it there and in order to do that it means not looking at numbers it means you know well you know there's a fine balancing act with you know panel members and stuff too but expe- yeah. expectations are or what i'm trying to get at and with that you you came to me earlier this week and you said uh you and scott were having a discussion about about cover bands versus tribute bands so i wanted to get into that and then i'll i'll try to explain how i think it relates right um man i really wish i'd taken better notes about what we were going to discuss <laughs> earlier in the week oops <laughs> It's been a long week, man. Yeah, no shit. It's been a long year. <laughs> it's been a long <laughs> 10 years. Right? Yes. 2020 is definitely a long 10 years. Um, so we were talking about um, going out to see a band. Um, there's a lot of like local cover bands and that sort of thing. And, and I know that like, I know that you have kind of a generally negative opinion about cover bands. Um, and it's not you're not the only one. Like I personally would rather see live original music, but that's not the case for everyone. Um, and I know that like other people have the same opinion. Um, I was talking to Brian about this once, and and I was like, well, you know, Brown Napkins is freaking amazing. Like, you know, like that's all they do is covers. And he's like, no, that's a tribute band. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> now. I don't know whether that was a justification or whether that was actually something different, but we like really started talking about like what the differences are between like, why is a tribute band, you know, kind of in its, in its own league versus like just, uh, you know, somebody who goes out and plays yacht rock at the, at the beach all weekend, you know, just different bands just to please the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. see, I kind of don't think there's much of a difference personally. Like, like, you know, like I think we were talking about like the DeLoreans. Um, and so, and to me, they're kind of like a tribute band. Sure. They're not like focusing on one, you know, one band. I mean, it's like they're focusing on a genre. So I guess that's a little, little different, but mm-hmm. um, I know people have a lot of opinions about that band too. <laughs> uh, myself included. I've never seen them. So I, I can't yeah. have an opinion. <clears throat> Um, I mean, I can, but I won't share it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to me, like, I don't see that much of a difference, like between a tribute band and a cover band. And in terms of that, I mean, like, you know, you have, you know, people showing up with a, you know, acoustic guitar and then they just play a bunch of covers at a bar. You know, I, I mean, I think that there's probably room for that in, you know, the space. Like, I mean, like, you know, a lot of people show up to bars, you know, they're just kind of hanging out in bars and, they just want to hear some familiar music. Um, Play but, some Jimmy Buffett, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like Jenny too. I you know, I I prefer to go see you know, you know, actual you know, you know, real live music and you know, original original music. Um, but I think there's a place for both, really. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I kind of live in that neighborhood. Uh, so let me try to relate it to expectations. If I go out to a show, if I personally go out to a show, I'm hoping and expecting original music. If you have a couple covers peppered in, okay, understandable. But that's me personally. I know that is not the case in this area. <laughs> like that, mm-hmm. as somebody who's been closely tied to local music, I know that it is a very tough fight for a local original music band. Um, I do believe there are spaces for uh, a cover band. I, I get it. You know, I, I can understand why a cover band would exist. And there's going to be plenty of venues where that's the only thing that's going to fly because of the clientele. Mm-hmm. You know, my problem becomes when all the venues succumb to that. Now, where the hell are the people that are writing their own music supposed to go? Which I is, feel like this whole area is kind of a little bit more subject to, or Virginia Beach and Norfolk in particular is a little bit more subject to like catering to the the cover bands. Oh yeah, um, because of the the tourist and uh-huh. the the transient. Yep. You know the 100%. the navy, and you know people don't give a shit about the area specifically. You know. One hundred percent, and it's it's been a long, hard fight. Uh, to get whatever respect that that we've been able to do in our time, which unfortunately has waned because your boy kind of got lazy with it. Um, but then there's then there's tribute bands, which in it, again, if I'm being totally honest, uh, I don't want to see brown napkins either. Like I I will <gasps> now listen, I will because they're my friends. I'll go see them, but. I'm not a Zappa fan. I mean, you know, not that I dislike it. I just, I would go, I'd much rather go to a sick man show all day, every day. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're giving me the opportunity, if you say, Hey, Justin, you can go see Brown napkins or you can go see sick man. I'm taking sick man all day, every day. Right. Um, so, you know, and to Scott's point, I 100% agree The the DeLoreans are an eighties tribute band. Um, they're not i don't i don't consider them a cover band but interesting i mean yeah it's covers right but they're spending they're going to they're going like the next level and doing like cosplay and yeah getting into character and Mm -hmm. stuff yeah and you know to to an extent that's how i feel about brown napkins too is like they're they're hyper focusing on one artist and there is a bit of an act to it when they go up there like it's not wholehearted because it's still the sick man dudes and mink and chief like like mm-hmm. those two bands combined so it's not 100 percent some sort of an act but there is a bit of an act there when you w- right. there is a difference between seeing brown napkins and seeing either mink and chief's yeah. electric band or sick man of virginia so now i will say too the times i've seen them down in virginia beach with the tourist clientele like people that clearly don't seem to give two shits about what's playing like they really like the the crowd gets into it like it's it i've i've been surprised every time i've gone to see them at the beach the amount of people that come out to see them and really get into it and don't just turn around and say like i've never heard this before you know and then <laughs> yeah. walk out because like frank zappa is not the biggest 
name out there for you know 20 somethings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what's funny is because like how many times i've seen that happen to an original band an original band will be up there rocking and people will just turn around and walk out because they don't know who it is it's 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 insane but uh, i see frank has joined us today we are talking about managing expectations um, and it, it specifically spawned to uh, the idea of a cover band versus a tribute band. Ah, bear with me though, because um, my connection's a bit funny tonight. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's see. Yeah, it's. I don't know if I'm breaking up or you're breaking up, but something is breaking up sometimes. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> we will breaking do. Breaking up is hard. Yeah, well, breaking up is hard. We'll, we'll, we'll have to f- hearts of figure out Just it. Just managing your expectations, you know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. Um, I mean, it. this area is very just in general transit. Now, Hampton, it bugs me that I lost so many venues in Hampton because Hampton, if I can get the venues, is... The, sit- the people that come to the shows in Hampton are very receptive to original music. And it's it's one of the things I love the most about Hampton is how open the people are. Um, at, at one point, we had, there's a, a, it used to be the Old Town Tavern, I forget what it's called now, um, in Phoebus. And we would pack that place out. And it was all original music, you know, and we had built that to a point where they would see it's a your music show show. And I'm not trying to make this about me, but your music show became synonymous with original local music. So if they saw it was a your music show show, they knew you were going to come see original music and people were still coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really deflating to have lost that just in general. Yeah, I can imagine um, I mean, that's, you're the reason why I know who Sick Man is and, you know, down the line from that, Brown Napkins. So, um, and it was at that, at that exact venue <laughs> that you were talking about that you got me to come out and see them. Yeah. So. I just, yeah. I, to back to the original point, the difference between a cover band and a, there is one, I don't know that I can put my, my thumb on it other than. A cover band oftentimes seems to be not necessarily random, but like it's going to be hits. It's going to be top 40 stuff. And they're doing it with the intent of basically being a live juke jukebox. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, a band like Brown Napkins is, again, hyper focused on the one, the one act, the one, the one band it's almost more like they're doing it for the love of the music rather yeah. than just being out there to draw a paycheck from the, the bar. Exactly. And, and again, that's not to say that cover bands don't love music. Some some people get into cover bands because that's the only way they can make a living doing it, mm-hmm. which is another conversation in and of itself. That, that sucks. Right. Like, Paycheck's a paycheck, man. Right. And I mean, if, if that means I got to go play top four. It's 40- exactly why I didn't starve to death as a child. Yeah, see? See? My parents were in a cover band. My, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Did they have a, yeah, like, a special Yeah, my parents were a cover band. 
No, um, but I mean, they did everything. Like my dad is classically trained and my mom played the piano since she was two, but she sings a lot. And um, my dad actually learned, you know, at the feet of like Ella Fitzgerald and stuff like that. So like big, huge freaking names, big bands. Um, so their styles really ran from like jazz standards to like whatever was playing on the radio at the time. That's actually kind of interesting because like, you know, you talk about cover bands and everything like that, but jazz standards ha have a different view. I mean, like a bigger stature, if you will, like, mm -hmm. you know, if you go on, you're not necessarily covering your, your, you're doing the standard standard right yeah so well, I think you get i mean with jazz standards you get a framework and and the expectation is that you are going to riff on that and make it your own right yeah well then there, there's yeah, i mean just like you can you only have to go so far as like juan garcia esquivel for example <laughs> he really made stuff his own well, then there's there's situations like a lot of the music in in the '60s and '50s and '60s and shoot, like even now, like they're the songs are written by other people. Like I I go back to like Motown specifically, and if if you look at the the credits on those, there's like a million different versions of like Stevie Wonder songs because mm -hmm. a million different artists record recorded that song, and Stevie Wonder just happened to be the one that brought it to the to the mainstream like he's right that version is the one that happened to hit <laughs> uh it, i know that's not necessarily on the on the same level but it, it is related and then there's like acts like the blues brothers they're right. they're a cover band mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's yeah, that... my dad loves them <laughs> my dad absolutely loved like Belushi and all that, and and so my whole life was like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> it's, I don't know, man. Like, I, even even with the programmed, I always, I don't look my nose down necessarily to a cover. Um, but I mean, I I, I guess deprogrammed is a, at least a little bit different. My reasoning behind it is, I don't want to point somebody to. Hey, this is this cover of this other song that they did, in right? Instead of a song it, that they wrote, it's kind of like, like when you look at deprogram, the same as basically most cover bands. Like, is there a difference between listening to this person cover the song versus like just playing it off of the album? Yeah, you know, um, like what you know when it, when I do deprogrammed, I'm definitely biased away from any cover songs because. You know, why would I choose this one over something that they wrote originally unless they took that song and made it completely their own? Like, um, I haven't listened to the Tori Amos episode yet, but, you know, she did a famous cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Completely different from the original. Yeah. <laughs> you absolutely. Know? It's, it's. Yeah, I find with covers, it's like, for me, um, the, I may not have heard the original and I ended up hearing the cover first. For example, um, I can take it straight out. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers doing no, is it Red Hot Chili? No, Guns N' Roses doing "Live and Let Die." Oh yeah, yeah. That's way better than the Wings version. Sorry, Paul, <laughs> I'm but fight. it is. Fight you right now. <laughs> I'm in England right now. Lost many times. Fine. 
But, you know, I do have, I have an interesting um, cover story, (laughs) if you'd like to hear it. Absolutely. Um, One night, I just, crazy London days, um, just before the turn of the century or at, and um, I was, uh, I found myself jumping up and down on a bed with the bass player from EMF, listening to a German industrial band covering um, Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's unbelievable. That's yeah. I was gonna say that story is unbelievable. It really freaking was. It was kind of surreal. <laughs> it was even more surreal when he flashed me. But oh, yeah, well, that's... It, it was my friend. It was my friend's apartment. You know, we were, we were just jumping up and down on the bed, and he had it on this cassette tape that they actually sent to him. <laughs> wow. It was hilarious. You know, Neat Sir Ebb. You know the band. Yeah, mm-hmm. Neat Sir Ebb. It was that style. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was unbelievable. I can't imagine it without the dice clay drop, uh, the, the, the clip, you know? I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine it without that. I can't. Oh, yeah. you I'm, know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of <laughs> other covers that, like, because Jenny's uh, bringing up Tori Amos. I think that one is is spot on because... I I think Smells Like Teen Spirit cover is so great because she made it so undeniably Tori Amos without changing it so much to that you you still know it's Nirvana. Mm-hmm. It's Tori Amos doing a Nirvana song, but it's not the Nirvana song anymore. It's also a Tori Amos song now. Right. Johnny Cash did that really well too towards the end of his his oh, life. Yeah. Like I mean he might have been the master at it. Like his his stuff there towards the end was holy shit. You know, some of them, like what is it? Um, hurt, like his version of hurt. Mm-hmm. I think Trent has even said, "No, nah, that's that's his song now." <laughs> like he, right? So, I again, I'm not, I'm not anti cover. It's just a, a cover has to be like really fucking well done. Like it has to, you have to take it and do something with it with that right you know you can't just go out there and just learn the notes and just play it and i don't know man anyway, if you well, want a master class in in covers um i would recommend the cd um this is, it might be corny but i still love it it's one of my favorite albums ever is two rooms which is uh, a bunch of people doing elton john songs okay um kate huh. bush did rocket man I'm into it. <laughs> it. It had a bit of a reggae beat. It was nice. Hmm. No, it was. It was super. Just find it. At, we'll ask the bot later on, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's on Spotify or somewhere. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. That was the first version I heard. Mm-hmm. And I, I like it better. Well, I think. I think to bring it like kind of back around to your expectation, I think it goes to Jenny's point that like you know as far as like being able to support a local music scene, I think it goes to, you know, like if you go to a college town, you expect there to be like, you know, a, you know, vibrant music scene. If you go to a big city, you got the population, you have, you know, many different er different areas, different ways to get around even. I mean, you know, public transportation and everything, you know, um, you know, many, many bars, you know, just the population being there, you go to a big city and, you know, it's able to support that here in Hampton roads, 
we're all spread out all over the place. Mm-hmm. We have this transient, uh, you know, whole population. And it's, I think, I think that's where it comes from a bit, like why it's not able to support something like that. You know, you get to right. a Richmond, I think it's, you know, probably a better scene there. Um, but yeah, and like if you go to a um, to bring it back to expectations too, like if you go to a a bar at the Virginia Beach Oceanfront in the summer, you pretty much expect to just see right, yep. you know, somebody playing an acoustic Stay guitar positive. giving Jimmy Buffett covers. Stay mm-hmm. positive. <laughs> Stay positive. <laughs> you know, I've Look, never then, heard Buffett play Jimmy Buffett in this country. Well, well, and then and then in the in the winter it like dies. There's like no scene, mm-hmm. you know. It's just like everything clears clears out, and it's. Well, if no uh, one's gonna drop you any money, then you don't sit out there in the cold, do you? Right. Mm-hmm. Just... You know, I remember a time when when uh, you didn't have to audition for busker spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, um, on the uh, on the tube in London right at bond street station i would always get off the train and i would hope against hope if, to hear some lame recording of part-time lover because i knew if i heard that backing tape that when i got out to the escalator section there would be a guy in a dirty as hell sylvester the cat costume playing the sax <laughs> and Epic. one day i got up to the top of the escalator and there was a sign, you know, those signs where they can put like, oh, there's delays on this line or whatever. It actually said, um, pay no attention to the cat playing part time lover. It will only encourage him. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I miss him so much. <laughs> well, I think people should temper their expectations uh, on what they can get from oh hi justin which is you can pledge to <laughs> patreon.com slash oh hi justin really it's only a dollar a month and you get to come be part of great conversations like this one and many more i mean it gets you uh into the discord um where this chat is happening uh and shoot if if you don't feel up to pledging the dollar a month just come join the discord like this it's it's a great community being part of this is just an extra perk of being a patron so we'd love to have you on board and again uh if you're listening to this wherever you're listening to this hit subscribe rate comment i guess uh but the biggest way you can help this get out is word of mouth tell somebody that you enjoy the program um we're we're trying to help people here and uh you have friends mayhap (laughs) i think that's the way i'm going to start closing it we have friends, mayhap. 